You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom, this is On Principle, Challenges in Jewish Education, and I am here with Rabbi Jonathan Kroll, Principal of Salanter, Akiva Riverdale, SAR. And, you know, John, um, you know, somehow the song that's going around in my head is, I think, Olivia Newton-John's. Mm. Let's get physical, physical. I want to get physical. Now, why am I thinking about that? Because everybody's thinking about, talking about, speculating, contemplating. What does Will Smith's getting physical with Chris Rock mean for the time we're living in? And um, obviously, you know, we're not so, as you know, life does imitate art. And life many times imitates what we see. Yes. And um, it could be, is this a simon, a siba? The fact that we have such aberrant, open, violent actions being done, not by some crazed person, but by someone who is lauded, someone who is loved, someone that people have posters of him in their room and, and read movie mags about him and, and, and go on gossip sites about them and watch their shows, that someone like that um, should feel that, yeah, I can go up to someone and I insults my family, my wife. I'm on live television, millions of people are watching. I can go up to that person and slap him. Now, it's not a punch. It's a slap. A pretty strong slap, man. I mean, this is a guy. I mean, Will Smith played Ali, right? I mean, he. I've seen that guy without his shirt on. I mean, the man is not exactly, <laughs> right? He's not Wally Cox. I mean, the guy is, that guy, there's a reason why people swoon over him. He's got some muscles. Um, and what does this really say, especially, let's say, we talk about kids, when kids see this, and the kids know about it, and even if they didn't watch the Oscars, which I'm sure most of them wouldn't be interested in, but I'm sure they all saw, I'm it's sure the only know. thing, it's the only thing anybody was talking about the day after the Oscars, nobody cared about the fact that Coda won Best Picture, or who knows who won whatever other award, I don't even... I don't know anything about the Oscars um, other than this slap. I actually went to bed early, did not know about this, but I checked my, you know, uh, your New York, your, your New York Times. Don't you get According the, the, the Times? I looked at it. I saw like, uh, you know, I noticed that, you know, I'd say Twitter blew up with like, you know, all the memes and the comments and everything about this. It was, it was the most, so talked about. I, I, I assumed when I first heard about it, that it must've been staged in order to, raise the ratings and have people talk about what essentially is a boring uh, kind of award show, but it came clear that's not the case. And I think that I don't, you know, want to be over dramatic here, but I actually think that this is in a very, very meaningful in a terrible sort of way. Um, it portends something very bad for our future. I think, and I don't want to say that he's opened certain floodgates. I think it's probably of, you know, the current moment that we're living in in our society where things are just so much more toxic and heated and lack of respect between people. So I'm not sure that Will Smith and like, kind of like was the first person to be doing this now, but this is, um, 
we will see results from this. I'm not, you know, in, in the very near future. This becomes, you know, it's interesting. People were debating afterwards whether he was justified in doing what he did. And you'd find people, oh, if you insult your, the guy insulted your wife's medical condition, he's justified. It was, a, it was a joke in poor taste, but he was also justified in walking up and slapping him. Really? A comedian makes a joke about a person's appearance? You, you punch them? You slap them? I think it's the kind of thing, the fact that that is even being debated shows us, in my view, you know, how low we've come in this, like, you know, kind of like the inability to kind of like talk to other people and live alongside other people. And let's say, look, John, you've been a principal for a while. You were an associate principal. You've been a uh, activities advisor. You've been in front of classrooms. I mean, you've seen kids, let's talk about in the last number of years, you've seen kids get into altercations. We know the kids that we taught together. I mean, high school is a time of raw emotion. I mean, we expect In other words, let me put it this way. If Will Smith was 15 or 16, still sort of like the fresh prince, so to speak, and Chris Mm -hmm. Rock was was then, okay, this is what teenagers sort of like get, you know, riled up. Obviously, as I don't know about that, you know, yeah, I think, you know, there's something like I'll say like this. We have certain images of like, you know, sharks and jets, you know, kind of fighting each other as but we think of it. I, I, I don't think that in our community. We necessarily, I certainly never used to think of that as being something that's... Wait, wait, hold on. You've never had to break up two kids that were about to get to in fisticuffs with each other? That's never happened? You've been teaching for so long, really? Um, very uncommon to have kids like having a real fight. Very uncommon. And it's happened before. I mean, I, not, not the kind, it's not the, I mean, I feel like when I talk to you know, people who work in certain public schools, I feel like that happens more often. I, feel, I don't have it amongst our kids. That being said, I think we're time, the times are changing. I actually feel like, and I, I'm going to, I, I know we, we have often in our conversations, we've talked about sports, but I'm going to go back to sports. I'm going to tell you that I have been alarmed by the, um, by the way in which in, in, in yeshiva high school sports in the very you know past few months that I've seen sort of like like nasty kinds of vitriol that people like, and mockery that people have on one team to another that feels like just terribly uncivil in ways that make me feel like that you're we're playing with fire here and I think that there's just a certain lack of civility that you know our general American political culture has descended into. I think it's happening in schools also. I'm alarmed by it. So you're saying, you're saying in, let let me put this in context. Yeah. In in sports where, whether it's girls or boys involved in sports um, and Disney, I know Disney would not like that whole statement that I just made girls or boys. It must be, you know, humans involved in sports. Um, Whether whoever it is that's involved in sports, it brings out ultra competitiveness Mm -hmm. and Therefore, in that environment where and it's based about a lot in in large part in physical prowess. Mm -hmm. So where you have frustration or um, so what comes out is more taunting, more physicality, more maybe pushing under the under the boards, going for a rebound, uh, a little bit of a uh, an elbow, uh, maybe 
Um, and especially, I know that when I was watching the SAR Sports, I know that there was a, um, a premium placed on um, good sportsmanship and respecting the other team. Even when you played a laughable, sad sack type of team that could barely, you know, uh, rustle up five or six players, right? There was, that's, that's the, what I remember, but you're saying that has started to change over the I years. Think it's, I think it's, I think it's eroding. Um, I think that I'm alarmed by it. I talked to other principals of other yeshiva high schools who've noticed a similar kind of thing. We love this kids playing against each other. I think it's, I think that's actually all very nice. I think that there is, um, I don't know, the, the, there's been a certain, you know, eroding of sportsmanship, I think that I've noticed over the past few years that's, um, you know, I, that I think is particularly related to an eroding of kind of like, you know, I'd say good sportsmanship in society in general. And I think that's why the, I think that the, the Chris Rock, um, you know, Will Smith business is essentially a, a poor sportsmanship. Chris Rock was a performer. Think of him as a sports player. He's making a joke. Chris Rock, you know, Will Smith didn't like it, so he went and punched him. Right. Well, but first of all, let me say that in my, of course, I'm I'm a little bit older than you, John. And and when I was started to teach, I I broke up a number of fights, and I I have vivid memories of kids getting into it. And usually, though, when they're getting into it, oh boy! First of all, you know, there's a lot of hands wailing. And secondly, there's usually a lot of crying involved as well, too. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and I think we've, again, I, I, I do believe it's something that we, uh, you know, feel does, come, does happen. Um, and I am a little bit, you know, saying that some kids are probably going to see and do so many slow motion um, views of Chris Rock's, uh, of, of, of Will Smith's hand landing on Chris Rock's face that that is going to erupt in a way that people are going to feel yes. that they yeah. can do that. As you said, as you said, life imitates art and that's, what's going to happen. And I think that this, and I think the, if I, if I can connect this to a, uh, another sort of like broader problem that plagues our, you know, I, th- I think our culture in general, and certainly our adolescence and, our, and certainly it's in like the world I live in, I think that the exposure to what is normal in this world of social media, if you're on TikTok or you're on Instagram and you are just living your life on a screen and it's sort of what, what the, what is deemed normal, appropriate, whether it's, you know, an over-sexualized environment, whether it's a violent environment, but it's of taught a way of talking that you're just think is, like normal, you're just naturally exposed to it. Um, I think that we are really feeling the pain from from that sort of the the, the the impact that has. And I would say that you know over the past you know couple of years, I've become you know I don't know what the solution is. I think it needs a very big, broad based so, solution. So but I think the thing, I think the I think the more the Haredi attitude of you know, keeping smartphones away from kids and keeping kids away from social media is something that I don't know exactly how I could make that happen in my world. And I think it's so different, but there's, it's very compelling. So let's put it in, in, in just in a little bit of psychological terms. What happens is you, when you're on, 
your phone or laptop or iPad. Uh, you're able to, although you have an avatar, you have even have your face, but you feel empowered to do crueler, uglier things because you don't have the barriers that automatically kick in when it's one-on-one -on -one interaction. And therefore, since most of who people are are staring into their phone or updating their profile or adding and subtracting. So when they do sort of get out of their cage, when they do sort of interact on a physical level, on a real, what we call the real world, what bleeds into it is a lot of that bluster, rashness, ugliness, dismissiveness, yeah. which is acceptable. Now, that could even be, you know, the fat shaming. It could be the slut shaming. It could yeah. be the fact that the or the or the canceling. All that stuff happens online. Right. Yes. All that stuff. And therefore, it it, it, need, it it obviously, you know, percolates within yeah. the person. I, I want to add another factor, which I think cannot be ignored. And that is the covid factor, which ex exacerbated uh, these type of antisocial tendencies and really made people turn more inward. And of course, all the debates that centered around COVID, the, politiza the politicization of COVID that was done by the major political parties was really just part of the whole, the, the whole experience was extremely us against them. And there was so much rancor and anger instead of, you know, this idea of you know, we're all sort of like helping each other and, and, you know, you know, coming together as a unit. What happened in COVID was across the board, a, a rift to the point that now that COVID is not the threat that it was, but COVID's after effects, I think, are also part of it. Um, yeah. I think and that that's right. I think that's right. But also, again, I, I, and again, that, that exactly as you said, life imitating art in that sense, and COVID is very much a part of it. But it's also like if you think of it in broader society, it's, it's it's like all the same thing. You know, you have a Supreme Court, you know, nominee for a justice Supreme Court. The vote's gonna, you know, they have the vote already, and it's like all gonna be party line except for one, one or two people. That's not the way things used to be. Well, that's used okay, but but that really started with Bork. That really started with. You know, the idea that the Senate wasn't just advice and consent. It was, hey, you know, this is your power play. We're going to roast these people. We're going to roast them. Now, Clarence Thomas might not have really gone through a high tech lynching, but right. clearly, again, you know, the idea of discovering Anita Hill and bringing her to the forefront or um, uh, the woman, the accuser of Brett Kavanaugh. I wouldn't look. I, I don't think either of these guys. Uh, you know, are, are, you're not going to confuse them with the life of Chaim Kanievsky, right? But I, I think that this has been the game for a while. Um, yeah, I don't know. Listen, yes and no. I mean, I just uh, Sonia Sotomayor was voted in 68 to 31. Again, they're 58 Democrats, you know. Right, but someone with a little, you're right, but, but it wasn't, can anyone really a fault. I mean, Amy Coney Barrett, I mean, she clearly, you know, right. it, it was everything was about uh, how religious she's going to be and what she's going to do and over. Right. Her her qualifications as a thinker and as a judicial person uh, were really sort of shunted on the wayside. And I think that's I think it's really, you know, what goes for the goose goes for the gander as far as Katanji. I didn't see any of the uh, uh, any of the 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 
actual hearings. But I think the idea that it's us against them, them against us, I think you're right. It definitely uh, rolls over into that. Look, I mean, we could take this microaggression and take it, you know, even further. Obviously, we talked last time in our award-winning show on um, on uh, Ukraine about. Yeah, it was more about your experiences. But again, you know, you, you here again we have, you know, the, the this aggression that you know on a national scale. Again, I might be reaching for something here, but I think we we are living in a very aggressive um sort of a, a time where you know there is there is quite a bit of 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 uh, anger and angst right under the surface i don't think john that um you know it's it's, it's not like you know the walking dead where everybody's just like shooting each other you know pushing each other it's you know there, there still is a a modicum of civility everywhere Agreed. It's, it's, Agreed. it's it's just that this it's just that the the, sm- the smaller things are erupting. And, you know, th- as you the say, things are erupting and people think kids think it's normal. In other words, there's one thing to fight and you feel shame about it. and You're embarrassed about it. There's another thing like, oh, I don't know. Will Smith did it. It's kind of cool. It's, you know, you're allowed to do that. that. That there's a big difference between, you know, a kid who gets into a fight and then you talk to them afterwards and they genuinely feel embarrassed about what they did and they know it was wrong here. What happens with this event is that, it turns it into actually a matter of debate. I'm not sure whether it's wrong. You know, it used but, to be that we, but, even just a couple of years ago, remember we were debating, was it okay when that, was that, was that the, like the, can you punch the Nazi? Remember that there was a thing, there was like the, the Nazis who were uh, marching in, somewhere in DC and somebody walks over and walks over a Nazi and punches him in the face. You know, I'd say, Shkoyach, you punch a Nazi in the face, I'm all for that, you know? Uh, but now, it's like, you know, would you agree with that? Would I agree that you can I mean, punch I, mean I might be too chicken to do it myself, but a guy dip, guy walks over to a Nazi marching for Nazi and punches him in the face? I would say it's I would I would say it's the wrong thing to do. It's the terrible thing to do. Mm-hmm. Look, you know, we live in a country that affords freedom of speech. And um, you know, as horrendous and horrible and ugly as it is, you know. Listen, there's always going to be a double standard. And if a Jew does it, you know it's gonna be much worse. Let me give you a a theoretical Mm -hmm. let's say you had a kid who was up for um certain honors maybe valedictorian maybe you know i know in sar there's really no valedictorian Uh, everybody is really a winner and 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 that's true of course because the no the you know the quality of of the education um and and it's again but there are schools of course where you have people who, who are up for something special whatever it is and then they get involved in an incident like this Something happens, an altercation, and John Crow gets a call, and he discovers that, um, you know, Nochem Ishgamzu, let's say his name is. Mm-hmm. So Nochem Ishgamzu is winning a fight. Rabbi John Crow runs down, you know, um, in the open corridors of SAR, and he sees Nochem Ishgamzu is standing over, um, you know. He's standing over Chodi Abago, who's on the floor. Now, you call him in, you call Nochem's parents. Are you going to strip him of, you know, um, are you going to suspend him for a couple of weeks? Are you going to strip him of, what would you do? I mean, there must be some protocol. Yeah, right? for that kind of thing, if it was considered that, you know, that Nochem Ishgamsu was the one there who started and was 
guilty. Or, well, let's say, no, it turns out that Choni admits that um, he you know, taunted him, whatever. that he taunted him, or you know, Choni, you know, made fun of, uh, you know, yeah, of how I mean, much acne, how much acne was growing over his face now, yeah, whatever yes. it was, you know, that's he, the kind of thing. Yeah, Choni, Choni. I mean, the Nachemish uh, Gamsu would be suspended for a period of time for throwing punches, for sure. Yeah. And that's of course that, that's in the the guidebook. Yeah, would he, like, like but but would he would he also would it be would you put it on his record, right? The record that's good, that people are going to read for the yeshiva or the college that he's going to go to. No. Why not? not? Why not? Why not? I mean, it might be the kind of thing where I felt that you know the kid get accepted to whatever yeshiva he's going to. Maybe I'll maybe if I thought the case was warranted as such, I would give the yeshiva a call and say, listen, FYI. This guy may have some like, you know, anger management problems. Keep an eye on him. Okay. So is part of it his age? In other words, the fact that it happens as a teenager that we're going to give him, you know, it's like you can't prosecute him as an adult. Yes. Okay. Let me change the, let me change the theoretical. Instead of Nochamish Kamsu, we have um, Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha is a teacher that you've, uh, um, you maybe went out to get them. Maybe you met Yitzchak Navcha at a Simchas Bat, maybe, by someone's Simchas Abat, and you hadn't seen him in a long time. And you said, you know what? I think he'd be perfect for uh, Salanta or Keeper Riverdale. And even offered him more money than he was making uh, at the other school. And you, you guys had a history with each other. And then, you know, you, you, know, you monitored him in class and, and you discovered that it wasn't with another student, but somehow, let's say, Yitzchak Navcha, you know, uh, got into it with, you know, Shimon Menasia, who was sort of the, let's say the, you know, the band leader or the, or, or, or right, that somehow yeah. they were talking at, at the lunch table and they were talking about, I don't know, maybe they're talking about the fact that, you know, Yitzchak Navcha didn't like one of the songs that was going on, and he thought, and, and they were screaming at each other, and Yitzchadavka ends up, you know, throwing a punch. I think, I think, without like, you know, again, the, the ex, I, I love the uh, image. I, I think that Yitzchad Navcha would have to find another place of employment if he punched somebody. Right. I even, even, I even, it, right. I think it's the way it works in high school and educate, you know, it's like the, like, I'm not sure whether it's like really so justified, but it's the kind of it's the kind of thing where I'd say like no, okay, he didn't touch I, it. In terms, in terms of kids, he was great, but, so, but yeah, somehow so, somehow he and Shimon Menasia got into you, it. I'll change the fact a little bit. If you if he and Shimon Menasia went out for drinks after school and they went to the local pub and he punched him there, I wouldn't fight. You wouldn't get the fact that that that. In other words, if you went to Carlos and Gabby and Carlos and Gabby started serving, you know you know, uh, solid drinks and somehow they got into it in the, in the parking lot there. I think I would, that, that would be, I would, I don't think that would be like, you know, fire worthy, but it was on school property, you know, it's on. Yeah. I think it's now and, and there, you, there he gets fired and it gets in his rent. And then you got to, you're not writing, you, you're not writing a, Ritzak Navcha, uh, a recommendation letter, even though he was great in the classroom. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm asking you this because we talk about, you know, what, what should be the ramifications when a person errs in such a way? Is, yeah. is, is there, you know, is I we do talk think about- for high school kids, I want to give opportunity for the chuva not to be defined by a particular mistake they made. It's complicated when there are victims. 
but I think overall you want to let kids grow and not have to be, you know, I, I don't want to get too political, but like, you know, you know, the, the, the I, I think that, the, you know, the so, even, so, so, so comparing it to, you know, comparing it to, to Will Smith, who has now apologized, I think he came out and apologized to Chris Rock, right? He yes. did apologize. To him. So, you, know, you could say it's all about the bottom line. He doesn't want to lose his endorsements. He wants to be up for who knows, maybe he's going to play some other, you know, famous historical figure. I don't know. <laughs> They'll find somebody for him to play. But um, do you think, you know, and we know that, right. So do you believe that, again, would, should the apology be good enough if a teacher loses it? Liability is too strong. Not worth it for me. I couldn't do it. Right. And therefore, and therefore you would, you would say, you, you, you would say, again, if the guy, if the guy was like, you know, I think if the teacher was like a wonderful human being and it's the, again, it's, it's hard to say it in a vacuum. It's gotta be some context. All here. right. So I agree. So would you have I to have imagine, I could imagine that it's not like, you know, an easy answer. I could say automatically, and it's gotta be some kind of context here. Right. And if the teacher you know, had never been violent then. And it turns yeah. out that he was on a certain type of med that was basically, you know, getting him off. Then you might say, okay, look, yeah, uh, but, okay. but, but if it's so really, I, I think this is, I think an important conversation to have in terms of, you know, you know, the type of uh, reactions we should have, this is your world. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's sort of the way, you know, why we should be disappointed yeah. in, in that world. And, and what I would say, John, and this is, you know, my, you know, I'm not about beating kids over the head and saying, like my Mashkiach used to say, Movis is Movis, Movis is Movis. But I think there is a moment here to teach that, look, their system is not ours. Now you say you can't close the box. But maybe at least say, look, you know, obviously, you know, Rosh Hashanah, right? Um, right. You know, there's Chavola, there's there's Busha, right? There's this is a, I think it's a moment to teach about yes. you know, Chavola. Yeah, I, I think it's it would be a great thing, and I think it would be fun to say, yeah. okay, no, yeah, what sure. would be? The, in other words, you could come up with a, with with a scenario. What should be the m- most payment? Should it be Boshes, yes. right? Should it be Nezek? Right, and you could actually use. Oh, it's this. for sure. Ball, everyone, anybody who teaches Bava Kam was very excited about this event. Yes, and I and I think it could be taught in a way to to really show to discern the difference and say, yeah. look, and I think it's even deeper to really think about what is it that we like about our celebrities that it's mm-hmm. really you know the, that part of it is sort of like the opiate that the celebrities are part of the ability to escape into an idea, into a, into a novel, a drama, um, a, a, an amusement park ride that lasts a couple of hours that fills your head. But, but to realize that these are just, you know, people with, with serious flaws. I mean, I, I think, John, if I'd be giving a course uh, at a school, maybe yours, right, on film history, not only would I extol the power of the performances and talk about them, but I would also do a postscript about, look at them, look, isn't it interesting? Five divorces, they died in, a, in such a manner. You know, they played this role and it was such a noble role, but, it, but this was very different than their actual personal life. And I think that's important for, and I think if kids know that, that they don't conflate, um, you know, uh, you know uh, Will Smith with the characters that he's played, Right, and, and and I think that allows them to say, you know what, this is really wrong, 
and and I think that's I think part of what should have happened was escort this guy out of here. This is unacceptable, right? I don't care how you 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 place it. I'm not trying to get on a soapbox. I think right. part of the problem is is that we love this thing. Look, let me go back on one last thing. We know during COVID, when everyone thought mask mandates, do you know where mask mandates were not employed? Ne- ever in the making of the films that stopped. Mm-hmm. Those you can't have a mask on, right? You know, right. right? Like you mentioned the sharks and the jets. I mean, they had to finish West Side Story during COVID, right? right? right. Can you imagine, you know, if <laughs> Right. If all of these guys were wearing, you know, uh, you know, N95s, right? Right. Right? right? That would have been weird, right? right. You know, <laughs> there would have been a whole identity politics thing. Right? They're wearing them, right? So you can imagine, right? The sharks would be wearing, you know, a shark mask, or the jets with the jet. Right? You, you, you couldn't do that. So, in other words, we understood that as important as you must be masked, you're killing right. people. We wanted our entertainment to still go on that was those are the those are the um frontline workers and i think part of that it all it's part of this it isn't just they're celebrities and they're greater than us but they are part of the dream factory that we plug into right they're part of that and therefore they represent something i mean that's the reason why who cares about the oscars so i think i think this is a time to show hey it ain't true and look Get your fill. Listen, you want to watch a show? That's great. You want to see, but 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 you can disconnect. And and part of what it allows you to disconnect, you know, uh, my wife and I used to love going to Woody. Or at least in the modern Orthodox world, where they are so exposed to culture, to figure out how to filter. I think that's a very true thing. Look, I, I would say, you know, many people would would point as the apex of this behavior, although he's no longer holding office, is Trump, right? People would say that Trump was was indicative of this type of ugly, although he didn't punch people, but he talked about grub, disgusting things. He insulted right. people. He talked about people. Um, right? But, you know, so, you know, but, but I really believe Trump was more of a, uh, you know, of a simon more than a Siba. You know, I think Trump was really more, yeah, the fact that America was ready to allow him to win and I'm not saying he was a terrible yeah. human being. It's really in the, indicative that, you know, the idea of of of, of nobility, of of true nobility, really, you know, doesn't really register anymore. And I think, yeah, I think uh, and I think that's really going to be a challenge. Well, John, it was fun, sort of, you know, talking about in commentary uh, magazine said, look, at least we're not talking about. You know, yeah. mass slaughter. We're not talking about people dying in hospitals. Um, you know, that this should, um, and, and again, we know, of course, you know, the, the, the terrible couple of weeks that's happened in Eretz Yisrael. Um, yeah. So, so I think this is, in a way, pleasant enough. It's yes, ugly, yes. but I think it's. I think it, it doesn't leave such a great hole in our heart. Yes, we long the days to talk about this sort of nonsense. Oh, what a, yes. it's a luxury. Yes, yes. Well, look, one day we'll get together and, you know, we'll see if, um, you know, if Oscar, you know, and Dolly, you know, get at it, you know, we'll be able to. Wonderful play date. Yes, yes. We'll we'll know when to take them apart. Take care, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, Thanks, John. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 